Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house, Holly G and Will Perry. And hey, we're going to go to one of our favorites Jeff Babineau. The Babs from, from Golf, golf Week, Week Magazine. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Memorial. Hey, yeah. Jeff. Hey, Holly G and Will. Well, um, you participated in our Golf United event last year. We were just talking sure. with Ali Benitez from the one. Pulse Foundation, and we're um, getting ready to announce our another tournament coming up soon, Jeff. So I know got to get that golf. I know you're going to get crew together. You're going to get your team in fast and furious. That's right. Well, certainly a great cause, and uh, it's hard to believe it's been a year, but yeah, a very meaningful tournament. You know, it's it's rewarding sometimes to play in tournaments with all kinds of meaning like that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've got. Lefty out of the U.S. Open, <laughs> working in the St. Jude tournament this week. I, I, I'm guessing it was already in his schedule because he usually likes to play right up before the majors. What do we expect at the FedEx yeah. St. Jude this week, my friend? Well, you know, Lefty likes to get in the hunt there. I mean, I'm not so sure that is uh, when he let it out of the bag that he was going to be missing the U.S. Open to attend his daughter Amanda's graduation out in Carlsbad that he wasn't kind of secretly hoping that school officials might move that. Yeah, I think, uh, I he, think uh, the Golden Bear <laughs> was helping him out on that one, too. Yeah, you know, there's a petition online you can sign. But uh, right now, I think Phil's going to be in California, not in Wisconsin. But he certainly likes Memphis. You know, he plays well there. He's frustrated that he hasn't won since the, uh, you know, it's almost four years. It's amazing. He won the 2013 Open. And, yeah. And he's made all the cuts this year. You know, he's made all the cuts, but he just, like that one or two shots around that just keeps him from kind of getting in the hunt and contending on Sunday. But I, I would expect him to be somewhere in the picture this week. I like Brooks Kepka this week and Ricky Fowler's playing. Uh, he's playing probably better than his results show this year. You know, he's got a lot of top finishes, but only the one win. So uh, it should be a good lead into the Open. Yeah, I can't believe we're just a, a week away. That um, kind of snuck up on us a little bit. Yeah, it has. It has. Um Aaron Hills, interesting golf course, links design. Um, you know, who do you – it's hard to say who's gonna, who, who that course is yeah. going to favor because none yeah. of them have played it. I mean, I, you're right. And uh, it, so it's the great unknown trying to – usually this time of year where, you know, the players and the memorial – I was up there last week. We're usually fishing for stories for the U.S. Open and talking about the golf course. You know, a year ago we were talking about the greens at Oakmont. They might be the – most difficult in the country, but this is the great unknown this year. There's a handful of guys that have played it in the U.S. Amateur when it was there in 10, I guess, or 11, and uh, there's a handful of guys, and other than that, everyone was kind of going on missions this week to check it out. You know, Roy McIlroy is going to go in early this weekend, and Jason Day is going to get some work in this weekend. Dustin Johnson, once he missed the cut in Ohio, went right to Aaron Hills to check it out, so uh, you you got to learn it, but it's. I think the fairways are fairly generous, and the uh, the guys are with length. They're going to have a good advantage there, so uh, it'll be interesting for sure. 
Well, I was glad to see Steve Stricker, the hometown boy, uh, claim a spot in the sectional qualifier. Uh, I would think he knows Aaron Hills a little bit. Yeah, he's played it. You know, when the USGA went there years ago to to see if it was worthy of a U.S. Open, they wanted to bring a tour player, and they asked Steve. And he's about an hour and 15 minutes away in Madison. So he walked the grounds, and he's thinking to himself, gee, six or seven years, man, I sure hope, I'm sure he expected that he would be playing. And then he kind of had to earn his way in at the 11th hour. It was tough. He was trying to get into the, the world top 60, but that was tough to do. And he played great in Memphis on Monday in the, in the 36-hole qualifier. Uh, so I think it was great. You know, honestly, I, I don't think he should have been expended, extended a special invitation. He's he's a tremendous guy and a great player. He's a 12-time winner. But he's not a former U.S. Open champion, and he's not a major champion to this point. And uh, uh, the fact that he earned his way in, I think it'll, it'll be good for him. And uh, he's in good form, and he'll be ready to go. So U.S. Open next week. We've got the uh, St. Jude this week. Some solid players playing. You've already mentioned Phil, Ricky Fowler, um, uh, last year's champion, uh, Mr. Berger's uh, hanging in there. He's actually playing with, I think it's Adam Scott and Ricky Fowler, right? I mean, what should we be looking forward to this week? Well, I mean, there's always the split camp on whether or not you play the week before a major or or you sit it out, and it's hot, so you've got to reserve some energy because the U.S. Open Week's a long, grueling week. It's tough on you. Physically and mentally, the walk is like more than nine miles. So, uh, but guys are playing this weekend, and it's a pretty good field. I mean, they're they want to play their way in there. They want to kind of get in the hunt on Sunday, feel those nerves, feel what it's like to get that rush of adrenaline, and then go right to Aaron Hill. So, uh, I think the field's pretty good. You know, Adam Scott, he's a little off with his driver, so he's looking to fix some things. You know, Phil, as we said, hasn't contended. Uh, he's looking to get in there. So, you know, there's guys that that could use a good finish this week. And you try to grab a little bit of momentum and then you get on that plane to Aaron Hills and and hope you compete well there. Is distance going to be a big factor? I mean, obviously with the length, um, you know, does, does that favor a a Dustin Johnson? Uh, Can somebody, well, I I, I don't know, John Rahm, although, you know, it's hard to kind of call him a rookie the way he's been playing, (laughs) but a you wily know, rookie. I, I I don't think we often see a, a rookie uh, right. on top on Sunday at the U.S. Open. No, that's that's. Uh, you know, I did a chart. We have six first-time major winners in a row. You know, after Zach Johnson, you know, he was a two-time major winner, starting with Jason Day in '15. Our last six major winners, none of them had a previous major, so that's kind of interesting. And the average, and there are good players, you know, certainly in there, Jason Day and Stenson and. And Sergio, but the average age is 33 and a half. So I think that shows you, you know, you need a little bit of seasoning. Uh, it's not that a John Rom couldn't get in there and do it, but it's just, it's kind of helps. You know, you got to be able to mentally handle the bad breaks you're going to get in an open. You're going to, they have some bunkers uh, at Aaron Hills that you're going to you know, get in and find yourself under a lip and make double. You got you to be able to handle this stuff and bounce back. And uh, that takes a little bit of seasoning. So, uh, and I do think length's a factor, but you got to drive it straight. But you look at the great modern day drivers, and you think of Dustin Johnson, you know, you think of Sergio, and uh, those guys should go in there, if, and and driver could be a real weapon for them. Um, and hey, the Duffner may be priming himself for another major win after Memorial. Yeah, I mean, he played unbelievable for three days, and then he threw in a little Saturday seventy-seven. But he bounced back nicely, and uh, 
you know, you look at a guy like that, he's all of a sudden, his career, you look at it, he's got a major, he's won at Jack's Place, you know, those are big. And he's 40. I didn't realize he was 40. Yeah, he's got five wins, you know, that's more than Ricky has. Uh, So, all of a sudden, he's a nice career. What's that? With a major, too. With a major, yeah, no doubt, and a real high-quality win at Memorial, really good field, so... I think if you're a modern-day player, if you're you know out there today and you just get the double digits and tour victories, that's going to be huge. I, I don't think you'll see all that many people that, that get there, and certainly not to the levels we saw of you know, 18 and 20 and a couple majors to get guys into the Hall of Fame. I, mean, I think we're going to see a bit of a sliding scale down the road because the depth just makes it really hard to win out there week to week. Yeah, and if you look at the FedEx standings, uh, quite a bit of shuffling that's been going on there. Um, and some names you certainly wouldn't expect in the top 10. Uh, we've got, you know, Kevin Kisner, Pat Perez, Adam Hadwin, Pat Perez, wow. Brian Harmon. <laughs> I mean, those aren't some yeah. names I think uh, you would have been predicting at this point in the season. Well, I mean, we talked to Steve Stricker the other day in Ohio about his President's Cup team, you know, this September up in uh, New York. And uh, he, he right now has six guys that are potential team guys that have never played a President's Cup. Five of them have never played a President's Cup or six. I guess Brooks Kepka played the Ryder Cup, but these guys have no cup experience at all. So, you know, there's a chance that he goes there. We play the international team with a lot of new blood, new faces, Kevin Chappell. And Kevin Kisner and and guys like this, Justin Thomas is finally going to get a team, and uh, that that can be a good thing. You know, fresh blood keeps these guys hungry, and they're eager to get there. And they don't have the scar tissue, and uh, they'll be ready to go. I'm curious, Jeff, because I, I know there was um, a, a couple of comments from from the Golden Bear about you know the possibility of of the tour changing the schedule and how that might impact the Memorial. Um, any takeaways? from last week in terms of what you think the tour is going to do or what, what they're yeah. moving closer to? I mean, they're moving. That's certainly moving in that direction. I mean, the, the big goal is to have that last putt drop of the tour championship before a football goes in the air, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to get done by Labor Day. So that's going to take some shuffling. Uh, Jack probably let more out of the bag than the PGA wanted him to, but he did say maybe in Olympic years when the schedule even gets more condensed, if you're trying to finish by Labor Day, maybe you would play a, a possibly a PGA at Muirfield Village. Uh, certainly the golf course is ready, and you can play in May, and that would fit into the, the new PGA championship schedule if they're moved to May. So uh, it's interesting. It's definitely moving that way. But there's a lot of moving parts, and some tournaments are going to have to fall out, maybe move to the fall, and, and there's a lot of shuffling going around and, and a lot of tours to consider. So uh, there's a lot of moving parts for the commissioner and, and it's a pretty complicated thing, but they're certainly moving that way. Uh, finally, before we let you go, because Golf Week has always been one of the best at, at going deep and covering college golf, your thoughts on Oklahoma edging Oregon for the NCAA title? Oklahoma. Yeah, we, we were watching some of that uh, from from uh, the Memorial. The match play stuff was great. Both yeah, it the sure was. The men's. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. And I, to me, what struck me was this Brad Dahlke, who made it to the U.S. Amateur Final last summer, plays for Oklahoma. He knocked in the winning putt. He committed to Oklahoma when he was 12 years old. Yeah, unbelievable. And just, right, and it was a big joke, right? It was like, hey, look what's happening now. You know, hey, maybe your kindergartner can commit today. 
Bringing it, it full circle jump. almost 10 years later. Right, 10 years later, and, and you know, there's that kid now, you know, like I said, almost a decade later, not getting the winning putt for Oklahoma, and I just thought that, that was a really cool story. He's a really nice kid, a really nice family. His dad's a football coach who coached the uh, Stoops boys. and uh, So, you know, that was just a really cool story to me. There's always great stories on the college front, and that's why we invest a lot of time in covering them. Yeah, you absolutely do. Nobody does it better than Golf Week. And all right, now's the time where I'm going to have you pick who's going to host the trophy on Sunday. All right. This is this is a tough one. To be eligible for the Golf Insiders Million Dollar. That's right. <laughs> Which, the by the way, let me just preface that by saying that we have done terrible lately. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we are like. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you Brooks Kepka. There's a guy. He's got too much game not to be in the winner's circle more. And uh, you know he's a strong guy. He'll handle Memphis. He plays well there. It's a good record. And uh, he's going to get the win before he hits Aaron Hills. How's that? I think that's a pretty strong pick. I'm going to give you. <laughs> I'm going to give you one of my um, ah. early U.S. Open picks. Ooh, you ready okay. for this? I am really right. going out on a limb here. Okay. I'm, I'm betting some money on KK on Kevin Kisner. Ooh, oh, wow. How about Kevin that pick? Kisner. What do you think? He's got an awesome, that guy's got an awesome attitude, and he's a great ball striker. I like that pick. I think he's kind of stepped to the next level, which I like. Taking a while, but uh, he's he's just he's one of those guys that's really sure of himself, and uh, I like him. I like that early pick. I'm, I'll put a little money on that with you. All right, as always, we appreciate all your time, Jeff Babino from Golf Week. Check out all their coverage at GolfWeek.com. Thanks, Bab, so much. You got it. Anytime. All righty, Will. Do I get do I get one or do I get two this week? I'm gonna dig. I'm gonna dig a little bit deeper into the field. Uh, take a guy that usually is maybe like on your shorter list of lo- of lists. Uh, I'm going to go with Billy Horschel. Um, ah, I like that You know pick. how he plays a little bit streaky. Um, he's played really well here at TPC Southwind before. Won a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to go with Billy Horschel. And he likes, he likes the hot weather. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, I from think... went to Florida, paid, played four years there, the whole deal. All right. Let's see. I am just, I'm spinning the dial here. I can um, see that. Where's it gonna where's it gonna land? Well, as long as you don't take Brooks Kepka or Phil Mickelson, oh. anybody else from there. Uh David Duval? Oh god. How about a flashback? <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh. Um Oh Daniel Summerhays. Okay. Redemption. All right, I'll take the redemption. All right, the Golf Insiders, we're out of here. T 